All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, January 11th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. Joined by my co-host here, Monday and Tuesday afternoon, Mr. Big Marcel. Hey, what's and, up? Uh, hey, I'm good, man. I we're gonna have the we're gonna do the full breakdown, but there was some breaking news just now. We talked about yesterday, guys. Covington and Masvidal. It's official. UFC 272, Marcel. So, any like, what can you tell us? I, I just saw it on Twitter just now. Yeah, 272 will be um, Covington against Masvidal, uh, five round non-title fight, obviously. And 273 will be Chan Sung Jung taking on Volkanovski, which was rumored for a long time, and uh, Pyotr Jan against Aljamain Sterling. So there we go. A lot of you guys were asking yesterday, like, what is going to happen with these cards? It seems like we have, um, you know, some more of an idea. Um, I'm not going to say I'm surprised that's a main event because it's a great fight, but I did think that they would use it on like the ultimate fighter, though. You know, I, I thought they would no. put those guys as the coaches, Marcel, because Dana said they're going to do another ultimate fighter this year. So that's what I would have did. But I guess because of, you know, uh, Holloway not being able to fight, um, moving that fight back, Jan apparently not being able to fight, moving that fight back. I guess they just were like, all right, this is the fight we're going to do as the main event. I can't imagine it was the original plan, though, like, because they usually do a, a title fight now. Um, unless it's Conor McGregor. Having said that, Masvidal is a big name. Covington is a big name. It's a great fight. I just I'm, I'm a little surprised if it's a main event or a pay per view. That's all. Um, are you or no? Not not really. But I think they didn't have anything else. You know, there that's was, the thing. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's just the thing. You know, because uh, I think the last time they did a non non Conor pay per view uh, uh, title fight. With, with not Connor in it, I think it was um, Silva against Adesanya, probably because Whitaker fell out in the last moment. So they are not really fond of doing uh, any non-title fight main events for pay per view. Yeah, I think I think they did it back in the day, you know. But they have been raising their pay per view prices like, so high. BJ Penn fought John Fitch once. I remember yeah, that I mean, one. There was some, you know, I, I the first card I ever saw was Machida against Rampage Jackson on title fight. But they yeah. really went away from that the last few years. That's yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're racing title or they're racing pay-per-views, like I said, you yeah. know, so they have to put uh, even I agree. The only, the only thing I'll say on is, it. I'm just, the only thing I'll say is because they recently introduced the five-round non-title fights, like as mm -hmm. the third fight in the card, that's another reason why I didn't think they would do this as the main event. But anyways, guys, it's a great fight. I mean, I'm just surprised it's it every main event. Tristan, what's up, man? I'm excited too. We'll talk about it today. Eight local, what's up, man? Um, is this true about Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I said it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy's saying Florida. Is that true? You, you know the, anything? I don't know. I don't okay. Know we don't know yet, Joseph. To answer your question. Hey, Quez. Love Colby Mass. Hope he gets a great Colby. I, I agree with you. You said two title fights got me more excited. I think it's a great fight. I'm just like, again, a little surprised because, you know, the stakes aren't as high, guys. They're both coming off losses. It's not a number of contender fight, it's just a grudge match. Mm -hmm. Maybe the BMF belt will be on the line. Maybe they'll put the BMF belt on the line. Maybe you know. I I just thought about that. Well, why wouldn't they do that? Maybe they will. You know, they, they could definitely do. Why not? Yeah, you know? there you go, guys. I'm calling it right now. They're going to put the BMF belt on the line. I'm going to call it right now because it just makes sense. You know, you have that belt out there, and they'll just you know try to get a few extra pay per view buys. Maybe they'll get ten extra buys, Marcel. <laughs> yeah, or they're going to put, or they're going to make do some makeup other belt. You know, and interim uh, title so fight when yeah. completely healthy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm whatever. They won't do I don't interim know. title. Um, yeah. Alok says, "Why do you think UFC didn't wait for Ked or Giga to play out?" I think because they wanted to give Korean Zombie a title shot. You know, I, I think they like him. Uh, he's a popular guy, great fighter. So I, I think they wanted to give him a shot. 
um, what's Maxfield. I think they just had no problem doing that. And plus, again, there's no guarantee Jigo number one wins. Cater's obviously not getting a few wins. And Jika could still win and take damage in the lot in the fight, so it just. But I'm a little surprised they didn't wait till Saturday. I'll say yeah, that. But, I, actually, yeah, I kind of agree. You know? I, I would have waited till Saturday and how yeah. it pans out, you know, and because I think if if Giga wins the fight, and he wins it in a, in a good way, you know, it's not any controversy around it. Yeah, and he wins it, he deserves it over yeah. Korean Zombie. And listen, yeah. I like Korean Zombie. I think he's an amazing fighter. But does a, f- a win over Dan Ige You're right. should give you a title fight after you get been completely destroyed by Brian Ortega in this last fight? Yeah. Before I'm with you. I completely agree. I mean, you're making a great point. I agree with that. I always uh, do, Adam. But thank you. No, I well sometimes. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about this quickly, guys, because I want to get into the preview. Obviously, we have a lot of t- fights to talk about today, including a new fight that was uh, announced today: Andre Fialo taking on Michelle Prea. At these last couple comments, guys, we'll get the break break the breakdown. Only nine fights booked for 272. Yeah, hopefully they book those uh, soon. Uh, Joe, what's up, man? Uh, glad to have you here, buddy. Tristan says the winner has to fight Leon Scott of Miles Colby. I think Leon Scott is getting the title shot probably. Y'all, so. got, y'all gotta explain me why you call him Leon Scott. I never understand. Because Colby that. says that. I don't know. It's just the Colby thing. Um, anyways. All right. I think we'll get into the preview, guys. I want to get into it. You know, again, there's some great fights coming out, Marcel, but you know, mm-hmm. we have some great fights, and these fights don't even happen. These ones this weekend, hopefully, are gonna happen. Hopefully, no COVID um, wrecking havoc on these fights. Oh, also, please. we just ha- we have odds for Perry and, and Fiala. They just came out, so I, we'll talk about this today. They dropped, they dropped like uh, just just very recently. So there you go. All right, let's get into this card, Marcel. Um, yeah, let's this is the last this is the last comment I'm going to take that's non topic uh, for the card, and we'll get into it. This guy's saying uh, Chris Barnard and Martin Boudet two days deal with a broken nose. Have, have you heard that? That's what this guy says. His source saying it makes makes sense. I did. I, I, I did hear that Barnett was supposed to fight. There you go. There's the fight. I, I believe this guy. I mean, why would he, you know, make it up? So I believe you, buddy. I mean, Marcel says that he's heard the same thing. So maybe not with Boudet, but it makes sense because we were just talking about Boudet yesterday. Remember? So it makes sense. All right, let's get into the card, guys. Let's do it. We're gonna talk about UFC Vegas 46. Um, as we do it here, we start at the bottom, work our way up, and we give the odds. We'll give our picks. Uh, right now, we have. We have twelve fights, I believe, right? We have we have twelve fights yeah, now. Six, so, six. Yeah. Yeah. So not a bad card. Six on the prelims, six on the main card. Let's get into it, guys. As always, I use UFCstats.com. That's the uh the um the bout order that I use. So we'll start with that. First fight, women's strawweight bout. Silvana Gomez Juarez takes on Vanessa Demopoulos. This is the first fight back, guys, after a month. I can't wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> of all the fights, why would they make this the first one? But anyways, yeah. uh Demopoulos, close fight, Demopoulos minus one thirty, Juarez plus one ten. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, Marcel. What do you think? Yeah, so we remember that Juarez had that uh, short notice fight against uh, uh, the, the, the Canadian uh, Mexican girl, Lupi Godinez. I didn't call her name, but I got her name now. Lupi Godinez. And she didn't look good at all in that fight. You know, I remember um, that, that we are both were like, we're not, I think you went with, with Gomez, Juarez, and I went with Godinez, but we were both weren't really convinced, I think. So uh, and didn't pan out right for her. Uh, if you look at Demopolis, uh, also, also I wasn't impressed with Demopolis against JJ Aldrich, man, in her debut. And before that, she got uh, pretty much a uh, decision by McKenna in the contender series. And in the LFA, she won the title in one of the best fights I, I, I saw her a long time in, in the girl fight. I thought that was an amazing fight. So, man, it's a tough one for me, man. But I just can't pick Juarez Gomez, what I saw in her last fight. You know, I thought it was really bad. You know, I know disrespect to her, but look really bad. And uh, Demopoulos, I think maybe she she um, 
Uh, there was also short notice, by the way, for her, but she didn't look as bad as Gomez Juarez, in my opinion. And uh, I don't think it will be a high or a high style, great, amazing fight. You know what I mean? I think it definitely belongs in the first prelim. Uh, but I'm going with Demopolis. I think a decision. I think that's the way to go. You know. Yeah. So this one, it's it's just a kind of a weird fight. It's not a great fight. Um, the lines flipped to it opened minus one thirty, plus one ten the other way. So the odds makers actually opened Juarez as the favorite. Um, I I did the break did my breakdown before I looked at the odds. I honestly wasn't sure what the odds would be, but in my mind, I I think they're right I, right now because I think Demopolis should be a slight slight favorite. Due to the grappling advantage, I think she does have a grappling advantage. Marcel, what I saw from Juarez in that fight was just really bad. Um, yeah, yeah, I know Gondinez is a good grappler, but you know, you saw against Carolina, she kind of struggled to take her down. Against this girl, she took her down at will. I know it was a weight class lower. I get it, but I, I see a really bad defensive grappler here, Marcel. I do think if she keeps the fight standing, Juarez can win the fight because she's got power and she's got good striking. But you know, Demopolis is very tough, um, and she is a good grappler. So I, I think if she fights smart, uses the wrestling, and w- uh, takes her down, she'll win the fight. Um, but it's just like, how do you really trust Vanessa Demopoulos with your hard-earned money? Like, I bust my ass for eight hours a day. Do I want to put money on her? I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Honestly, honestly not. <laughs> Dude, you put that way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I want you there, man. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, you put it that way, guys. That's why I ask myself that. Like, I, I have to work for my money, you know. But anyways, I'm going to pick her to win the fight. I, I think she could be sneaky in fantasy this weekend in DraftKings because she could grapple and get, like, a lot of takedowns. So I'll probably end up you know, having her in, in DraftKings, but for me, it's, it's, it, I don't think I'll be betting on this fight. I'm going to pick Demopolis for a decision, Marcel, like you, yeah. um, you know, it's, but I will say this, it's, you know, again, if she keeps the fight standing, Wars can win the fight. Cause I do think she's a, a better striker. So. It's a safe way to go. You know, yeah. it's just a safe way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Torque, what's good. What's going on? Uh, glad you have you here, buddy. What's going on? Uh, Tristan, apparently, war- oh my God, I can't read that comment on here. Come on, man. That's too funny. I can't read oh. that comment on here, my man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you can look at her Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know the guy uh, Magic Magic M on on uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she lost, he was like, "Never trust a girl with faith." I saw that. That was. Yeah, I saw that. That's. It's funny, but I mean. Yeah, I'm with you, Tristan. I mean, I don't know why she would want, but, you know, whatever. I mean, it's she's she's a woman. She could do her own thing. I'm yeah, not going to even true. criticize that. <laughs> Thoughts on, uh, I mean, we like the fight eight, but we got to stick to uh, this to this card, my man. Okay, so we're going to go with Demopolis. All right, let's go to the next fight. I think this fight either should have opened the card completely or just been on the main card because, to me, this is the fight I'm on, or I'd say one of the fights, like the top three fights on the card for me, Marcel. Brian Keller against Syed Yokub uh, Kakramanov. I, I love this fight, Marcel, and I'm surprised it's so low on the card. It's a great fight, guys. Right now we got Kakramanov minus one sixty. He's the favorite. Brian Kelleher plus one forty. Marcel, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this fight, man. Yeah, man, what a fight, you know. And um, if fight. you look at, yeah, man, side your coup, Kakramanov. He came at short notice in the UFC as well, and he took on Trevin Giles or uh, Trevin Jones, not Trevin Giles. <laughs> Trevin Jones. No, no, Roman Delizzi uh, took on Trevin Giles. <laughs> yeah, and man, he looked very good in my opinion, you know, and. Um, we saw him in the in the PFL. He lost to Umar Nurmagomedov, and many people were like, "Man, Trevin Jones, you don't want this guy in your debut." But he finished him in the third round, man. I did, I don't think he even got. Or he I, did he miss weight for that fight? I think he did, right? Which because fight? Did, which, which one? The the Trevin Jones fight. Uh, I think so. Because he's, yeah, yeah he, he did. Didn't he get did. A bonus. He took on a short notice. He missed weight. He would have got a bonus had he not missed weight. Yeah, mm. yeah. But that was an amazing performance, man. And uh, he's also uh, he fought at CFFC as well. Yeah. Where where he was champion there. Um, if you look at his opponent, Brian Keller, Keller is actually 
he's like how do you guys say that like super tough and always he's not in the top 15 but he's always around the top 20 you know what i mean mm -hmm. super tough guy good on the ground the stand-up is okay but i think his ground game is a little bit better in my opinion i don't know if you agree with it but um the thing is with brian keller he can snap your he, he can snap on a, a guillotine or whatever at any moment he's, he's good in that kind of stuff you know and um I, i've been I've been hesitant always to pick Callagher because sometimes he doesn't show that he can, he doesn't show his potential in every fight, in my opinion, you know, but um, he's a player for sure. Thing is, man, I don't know if it's recency bias, but I feel like I have to go with Kakramanov, man. He looks so good against Trevin Jones. Um, I like the way he's fighting. Uh, he got to be, uh, also, he got to take care for us, uh, for us grappling. Somebody says my camera is, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, it is fuzzy, Marcel, for me, too. Okay, just so you know, really, if you could really. fix that, it'd be, it'd be better. Um, you okay. could rejoin if you could rejoin if you want. I agree, yeah. Let, let me, uh, my pick is Kakramanov. Now you can do your and then go away, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll okay, I'll get, I'll get my pick and then you can rejoin. I, I like the, I love this fight, guys. Like, again, I think it should be on the main card. It's buried on the prelims for some reason. I, as soon as they announced this fight, I was excited for it. I think, I think both guys match up really well with each other, but I'm going with Kakramanov. You know, there's a few reasons. I, I thought the guy looked phenomenal against Trevin Jones. Coming on short notice to be that guy like Trevin Jones, who would look so good in the UFC to that point, is a big win. Um, and not only that, but, you know, this particular matchup, he's so much younger. He's nine years younger, almost 10 years younger. Um, that's always a significant uh, advantage. Your, your camera's not great either again, Marcel, but whatever. What, what the hell? It's okay. It's the, the content is more important for me anyways. Um, yeah, I don't so, know what's... Yeah. Anyways, getting back to the fight, like, you know, Kakarov is the taller guy, longer reach, younger guy. I believe he should be able to stop a lot of takedowns, as, you know, as against against Jones. Like, he kept the fight standing. It was a lot against, against the fence, but still. I think Keller's going to have problems taking him down. I don't think it's going to be easy to get this guy down. Um, and on the feet, I think Kakarov's probably slightly better of the striker. I don't think Keller's a great striker. I think on the I think he does his best work on top position on the ground. And I just don't see him getting in this the position in this fight. Um, I think Kakarov you know, could probably beat him everywhere. Um, I, I have a feeling this guy can do really good in this fight, Marcel. I actually think he can submit him too. Um, so that's what I'm thinking, guys. I think I think Kel I think Kelleher might get tapped out in this fight. You know, he's been submitted a few times in the UFC, and this guy is dangerous as hell uh, from what I've seen with the submission. So I'm leaning towards a submission for Kakramov, Marcel. That's what I'm thinking here. I really like this guy. I think the value at minus 160, I think there is value there. So I like him, guys, and I'm with you, Tristan. To answer your question, I do think he should be like minus 200. So I think that there's like a little bit of value, I guess you could say. Is my cam better? Slightly more so. Um, Raw Torque saying who will win the first, will win the fight. I'm talking about the last fight, the, the women's fight. Probably. I just think whoever can dictate the fight can take place in the feeder. I mean, to be fair, you could say have a lot of MMA fights, but that particular fight, because Boris has no ground game at all. You know, this fight's a little more interesting because Keller could get top position, but Sai Yoko could still grab his neck or vice versa. Could be the other way. It's a very good fight. I'm very excited for it. But I do think Saeed Yoakam is the real deal, Marcel. I like this guy, man. 25 years old, 26 years old. You have another player abandoned weight, guys. Like, this division is ridiculous. All right, let's go to the next fight. This is another, I think, a good fight. Uh, Vlashisav uh, Borshev against Dakota Bush. Great fight. Um, they also, on um, UFC stats, have gotten rid of Dakota Bush's Harry Bush nickname. Just so you know, Marcel, they got rid of the nickname. Um, but we got the Slava Claus. <laughs> they suck. I, I mean, know. Come it's, it's on. Slava Claus versus the Harry Bush, but the, the, the guy got rid of do it. You, do you actually know that they uh, asked Joanne Calderwood when she came in the UFC to change her name? And uh, Bat, her name was Batmofo Jojo. Yeah. They asked her to change the name, and then she went with Dr. Neville. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. That's a while ago. All right, let's go to this fight. So minus one eighty five for Borshev, plus one sixty Dakota Bush. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Interesting fight. What do you think? Definitely an interesting fight, man. Man, I mean, Vyacheslav Borshev or Slava Klaus, one of the most fun guys coming out of the Contender Series this season, I think. An amazing. And your camera's good now, by the way. Just so you know. Just so you know, it's good. Thank God. Perfect. Per perfect. Uh, a great. Uh, Great uh, fight against Chris Duncan, where he knocked him out. You know, and did that uh, that crazy dance afterwards. Um, he's a team alpha male guy, right? Uh, he's also the, he's also a coach there for. Uh, uh, I th I think he's uh, the the how do you say that the um, he's a coach there. Let me put it that way. He's one of the coaches there. Uh, he's going to take on Dakota Bush. I know you're you were pretty high on Dakota Bush when he signed with the UFC. Um, I don't think he's a bad fighter at all. He had looked really good in his fights, most of his fights in the LFA. And most guys coming from the LFA to the UFC are doing pretty well, you know, because LFA has a, is a pretty, pretty good platform to show if you're UFC worthy or not, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, man, Borashev looks so good, man. He's, he's like, he, he kind of looks, uh, uh, makes me think when I look at him like Ryan LaFleur. I know this is not comparison, <laughs> but it kind of looks like him. Yeah. Um, I feel like going with Borshev here, man. I, I think he, I don't know if he gets a finish because Bush stuff, but I think I'm taking Borshev by a decision, man. I was really, really impressed with him. I can kind of see that comparison, by the way. Also, just getting uh, the comments, yeah, everyone said the same thing. The, the camera's good. Um, Slav, I like the Slava Claus, the nickname, and I, I like the fighter too, man. Owen likes Kelleher as an underdog. It's interesting, Owen. I mean, he's got a path to victory with the top control. Uh, eight, eight locals. Pooter Duncan. Yeah, that was not fair to Chris Duncan. Uh, he should have had – I think – hopefully he gets another chance next year. He got kind of screwed. I hope so, too. So, I think it's a good fight. You know, they're both prospects in a way. And Borshev, you know, he's, he's 30, but he hasn't fought yet in the UFC. He just turned 30. Um, and then Dakota Bush, 27. So, you know, a little bit younger. Uh, Bush looked – you know, okay against Hubbard. Like it was a it was a decent fight. It was an okay fight. I I think you know Wrong Zhu. I think he was supposed to fight. That would yeah. have been probably a hard fight for him. I also think this is a hard fight for him. To be honest with you, I think they they're matching this guy up pretty tough. Um, you know, the guy does come from a good. Talking about Bush here, he does come from a good camp though. You know, he's coming from James Cross's camp. Um, and I did notice Borshev got taken down, I believe, twice by Chris Duncan in that fight in Contender Series. So. If they just work a wrestling heavy game plan, there's a chance Bush could pull it off. I think Marcel, I think there's a chance that Dundraw could win in this fight. Having said that, I was really impressed by what I saw from Borchev in the contender series against Duncan. I think that's a nice win, so I'm going to pick the guy, but I'm just saying there, there's a path to, for victory for this opponent here, man. Because you know, Bush, I think, does have the grappling, but again, I just don't know if it's going to be enough. The guy's striking is that good, in my opinion, so. Go with Borchev. Push seems tough, but I think he might get finished in this fight, Marcel. That's going to be a pick. I'm just saying he doesn't. It wouldn't completely shock me if Bush just rode out top control and won a fight that way. Um, just my thoughts. Hey, Litchfield, Scott. What's going on, man? Glad to have you here, buddy. All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. Gabriel Benitez against TJ Brown. Um, minus 175 Benitez, plus 155 Brown. I'm assuming the loser gets cut in this fight. Um, what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's... Um... Kind of a weird matchup to me, man. To be really honest, TJ Brown is one and two in the UFC. Technically, in my opinion, it should be zero and three, man. I, I still think he didn't win that Kai Kamaka fight. He didn't win that uh, fight, and again, it's just you know Kai Kamaka got fucked so bad by the UFC. Yeah, you know? he should have won that fight. Got fucked by the judges, then got cut. So I'm with yeah. you. And with Gabriel Benitez, I'm always like, he wins the fights. I I expect him to win, and he loses the fight. I expect him to lose. Mm -hmm. So. 
for me, this is a pretty obvious one, man. Uh, I think Benitez gets to win here. Uh, this is a fight he should is supposed to win. He should win, in my opinion. I'm taking Benitez. Can he finish him? He can, but I see another decision coming. But I think it will be a pretty decisive decision for Benitez in this one. I, I'm with you on this one too. I'm just I'm not high on TJ Brown. I don't I don't think he's looked good at all in the UFC, to be honest with you. I think he's looked pretty bad in all his fights. Um, gets tapped by Jordan Griffin, no longer in the UFC. Dane Chavez beat him. Uh, he's no longer in the UFC, I don't think. And then Kamako is not longer in the UFC. I mean, he shouldn't have won that fight. Like, I'm just wondering why he's even getting this fight. Benitez is you know, inconsistent. I'll say that, Marcel. He's very inconsistent. His record in the UFC six and five. So, you know, it's very up and down. But I agree with what you said. You know, he beats the guys he's supposed to beat and loses to the guys he loses to. If you look at his career, he loses the top 15 guys and beats the non-top 15 guys for the most part. Um, you know, every matchup's different. I understand Benitez is, you know, getting up there a little bit in age. Um, and he hasn't looked great lately. You know, he's, he's, t- he got knocked down his last fight. He's been up and down, but I, I just, I'm not high on TJ Brown. I got to go with Gabriel Benitez. Um, I mean, Brown is pretty tough, but Benitez can finish people, man. So I, I honestly, Marcel wouldn't shock me if he's finished him, uh, uh by a knockout. Maybe I think that'd be the way he would win, but the, otherwise a decision. I do believe Benitez uh, wins this fight. Yeah, Joe likes Benitez too. All right, let's go to the next fight, Joe uh, Marcel. Court McGee gets Ramiz Brahamaj. Interesting fight. It's a pick 'em, guys. Minus one ten each. What do you think of this fight, Marcel? The welterweights. It's honestly a total head scratcher because the thing is, Court McGee, and I gotta give you props for this one. I think you picked him to win against Claudio Silva. No, I didn't. I, I was wrong on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I, did, I, I, think no, I wish was, I was right. No, I was oh, wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also picked Claudio Silva, but uh, he did very well, and he won that fight. Uh, before that, had the bad losing streak, I think. Um, I, I remember actually, um, he lost to Carlos Conda before that fight. Uh, if you look at Ramis Brahimai, was supposed to fight in a contender series against Miguel Baeza, um, didn't fought, had a, a tumor behind his eye, so he was out for some time. Uh, then got signed by the UFC, um, lost his first fight against Max Griffin, where almost his ear was detached off his head from his head. I think we all remember that. Um, and in his last fight, he looked good, man. First round submission over Sasha Palatnikov. Um, the thing is with Ramis, which scares me all the time, is that most of his wins are in the first round. And most of his losses are decisions or third round losses. He got three losses, two are via decision in the third round after three rounds. And uh, one is that the Max Griffin won. So does he have the same problems like some other guys are from that camp? Man, man, he feels that that problem. You know, we also know um, Austin Lingo had that problem in his first fight in the UFC. So Al Hassan, who was there, had the problem as well. So I don't know, man. You know, uh, McGee, if it, it depends how long the fight takes because McGee can make it an ugly fight, you know, and he can he can use his wrestling. But on the other side, Ramis is very, very skilled on the ground. You know, he's very skilled on the ground and he has power. Um, so I pick Ramis to win via either a submission or a knockout in the first round. I think I go with a submission. Um, but man, if it's crazy, man, because McGee is older than Ramis, but I think how longer the fight takes, how more, uh, how more it's possible McGee can get the decision here, but I'm taking Ramis here. Yeah, this is a not an easy fight to call. Obviously, the line is indicative of that minus one ten each. So you got to pick a fight. Um, you know, for me though, it's like Cor McGee is just such an old guy, man. He's been around forever. You know, I remember watching like tough twelve years ago. He won tough. Yeah. It's been a long time. He's thirty seven now. Um, he did look, I thought, really good in his last fight. I'll, I'll give him mm-hmm. that. Against Claudio Silva, he looked really good in that fight. But again, you know, Claudio Silva is like even older than him. He's like forty five. He's thirty nine actually. Sorry, but still, like, 
I don't know how good of a win that is, you know. Like I thought it was okay at the time, but looking back at it, it's like Claudio Silva is a guy that's, you know, if he's on top position on the ground, he's not winning the fight for the most part. Um, and Brahmaj is a guy who's always in top position. So it's just an interesting matchup, Marcel. You know, um, Brahmaj, I think, is a little bit inconsistent. You know, he's three and three in his last three fights, you know, Mar- Marcel. Like it's not even really a great record, but I was impressed by the way he looked against Sasha in the last fight. Sasha can't really defend chokes though, so I'm just like, how good is this guy? I don't really know. But for me, it's like I got to pick one guy, and then one guy's 29, the other guy's 37 in a close fight. I'm going to take the younger guy every single time. So got to go with Brahmaj, guys. I just can't take court at, this, at the age. But I will say, though, like, the guy's got really good cardio, Marcel. If he doesn't get finished early, I could see him coming back and winning late. You know what I mean? Like, and just kind of, you know, winning in the third round or something. I could see that happening if he does, if the other guy doesn't finish him. So. Rock Torque likes Benitez in the last fight. Owen's saying he likes Carol. Uh, he likes Ramiz as well. That's good. Hey, Hype, what's up, man? Glenn uh, Lemmy says, Begin to finish. 16 decisions, last 17. All Brahmers wins by sub. Something else to give. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know what? Glenn, you're right. I think, yeah, but I still think, you know, it's either Brahmaj by finish or McGee by, 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 uh, decision. But again, you know, maybe the stoppage comes late because if, you know, Brahmaj's cardio is not that good. First round sub and decision sprinkled. Yeah, that's that actually is not too bad, Rato. Maybe that's the way to go. Uh, Daniel Edwards, hi guys, listening silently. We love the show. Eh, love you, buddy. Mr. X, oh, look at this guy. What's going on, man? Ramiz is my play of the night. Cormigi's physical drop off last two, three years has been a dramatic. I agree completely. I'm just saying, like, he did have a pretty competitive fight with Carlos Condit. He did beat Claudio Silva. And I, you know, I just don't think highly of the guy, but he does surprise me at times, Marcel. And that's the only thing I'll say about Cormigi, you know, like, but I still think Brahamaj is. Decent prospect, and he comes from a like I think a great camp at, at Fortis. I just I do worry about the cardio, you know, Marcel. Because again, it, all his wins are by stoppage, right? If he doesn't stop you, it, it, the the worry comes that he might tire out. That's yeah. the one thing, right? So I'll go with youth. McGee look good in his last one, though. I, I agree with you, Daniel, on both of, both those takes. He remembers McGee having knee and back problems. Why isn't Shaw a serious takedown two years? That's possible for sure. I mean, the guy's. He's not a young guy. He's obviously been through a lot in his life as well. But, uh, you know, i got to give the guy credit, man. Pretty crazy cardio for a guy his age. All right, sure. let's go to the next uh, fight, Marcel. Jamie Pickett against Joseph Holmes. I'll be honest, guys. I'm going to start with this one. This fight to me is uh, – I, I mean, I don't even think it's it's a hard fight to pick. I Jamie Pickett is not a UFC caliber fighter, Marcel. I will mm-hmm. pick against this guy against anyone. Um, I, I will. I, I, it doesn't matter. Even Moria Storpoli. Well, that, maybe not that guy, but – um, you know, Joseph Holmes, I think is a good fighter and he should have been signed after his fight in contenders. He didn't get signed. He actually ended up knocking out Jonathan Petit, the same guy that Jamie yeah. Pickett knocked out to get in the UFC at the Fury fighting championship event. Yeah. So he got in the UFC. Um, this guy is a massive middleweight guys. Um, he's almost as big as Izzy. He's like, he's the same height as him. The reach is very similar. You know, I will say Pickett has a long reach two to 80 inches. So it, that's cool. With this matchup. But for me, it's just like Jamie Pickett to me is like, Barely UFC caliber. I don't think he's UFC caliber. And I do think Joseph Holmes should be in the UFC. I think he's a pretty good fighter everywhere. Um, I think he could finish this fight, Marcel. I don't know how. Maybe a knockout, maybe a submission. But I just don't believe in Jamie Pickett. I think he he can be finished. So I think this guy finishes him. What do you think, man? And I was going to say the odds. Sorry, guys. Minus 147 for Joseph Holmes and only in plus 127 for Jamie Pickett. I like this guy at minus 147. I think that's cheap. I would fade Jamie Pickett against anyone at that price. So I don't know about you, Marcel, but for me, this is Joseph Holmes all the way. What do you think? I mean, the man with his nickname is Ugly 
ugly man. <laughs> I really liked it, to be honest, man. And like I like I said last time to you as well, man. I mean, Jamie Pickett hasn't showed anything to me that he should belong there. And no disrespect to the guy, man. You know, but uh, we're just being honest. And um, yeah, that Star Poli fight, man. We were all so happy that was over after three rounds. You know, um, uh, and for Holmes, he looked good against Shante Barnes. He should have got that uh, got a contract, in my opinion, as well. They wanted to, I think Dana White immediately say we're going to put you on the Dana White looking for a fight card in Fury FC, yeah. where we stop Patti in the first round, the guy who got also finished by Pickett, um, and he got signed. Yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer to go with Joseph Holmes here, you know. So for me, also Joseph Holmes, I take him first round knockout. There you go. Yeah, I think he finishes Jamie Pickett. So he's another guy I'm going to look for in, in the fantasy as well. But I like the I like the line. I think it's a good line, honestly. I, I just I don't think Pickett's good at all. <clears throat> Let's get some more comments. Totally agree. I see somebody Pickett Holmes in the crew pick. See, I don't I don't agree with this comment because first off, they're both contender series guys, right? And also minus one forty seven is a cheap line. I think he wins the fight, and I th I think it's I think there's value. That's my honest opinion about this fight. I just think this guy should be like minus three hundred. I think Jamie Pickett's just not UFC caliber, Marcel. So for me, I I think I think there's a lot of value on this one. In general, I agree the contender series guys have disappointed in the UFC, Mister yeah. X. Uh, but in this case, you're getting two contender series guys against each other, and I just don't think one should be in the UFC. That's just my honest opinion. I just, I'm, I haven't been impressed with Big Pickett at all. I, I just I don't know. This guy is. Just... I remember Pickett Pickett needed three times in the contender series as well. That's true too. Hype MMA totally agree. Uh, I see a lot of people Pickett close the clip. Pickett likes Holmes. The fight without near. That's funny. That is funny. Um, Holmes finished pick. I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Holmes effective, effortless to finish these sequences. In the last fight, it sure looked like uh, the last two fights, I should say. They pick as Marcel and White drafting fantasy. Yeah, well, that I don't know what like this fight just went up on UFC stats today as well. So that fight maybe is like a they got signed late or something. I'm not sure, but hopefully, get someone drafting soon. Though, and I do like Holmes though. Holmes hasn't gone past eight minutes and wants a pro pick and win late. Yeah, possibly. He likes Wolf as a dog. All right, we'll see what happens, guys. I mean, for me though. I, I I guess I'm on the completely on the other side in this one, Marcel. Because I, for me, it's I, anytime I'll get a chance to fade Jamie Pickett at a cheap price, I'll do it. You know, Staropoli was like minus three hundred, I think. Like this guy is half the price, and you know, I think he's a better fighter, so I'll, I'll do it any day. Um, yeah, okay. So I think that's the six prelims, right? All right. So yeah. do we have the six? We have the same picks. Uh, that wasn't intentional. I'll tell you right now, guys. <laughs> that's never intentional. We don't talk about the fights beforehand. We just don't do it. Uh, I want him to come in and me to come in here with like. You know, free, clear mind. Okay, we really, let's go never, we really never talk about it before. No, 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 try not to. Just it's just better to I think to get our you know our free opinions yeah. um, without you know being biased talking to each other before. All right, let's go to the next fight. I believe yeah, this is opening up the uh, the main card. Bill Algio against Joe Anderson Brito again. Marcel, you know why is Kelleher Kakarov opening the card in this fight? <laughs> I just don't get it. <sighs> All right, this, this also, fight. Yeah, another two also, contender series guys. I should mention that as well. So. Minus 130 for Brito, plus 110 for Algio. Um, two guys that <laughs> I'm not sure what to think. So what do you think, Marcel? There's also a switch because first was uh, TJ Brown against Benitez was the opener of the main card, and they switched it with this fight. Um, yeah, Algio, man, one two in the UFC. Losses to Ricardo Lamas, which was a great fight, and Ricardo Ramos, and a win over Spike Carlisle. Um, Joanna Sombrito, his debut. He looked good in the Catano series, man, against Diego Lopez. I gotta give him credit there. Um, we had that, I think it was an eye gouge or something because it got stopped and uh, it went through a technical decision and he won. 
Uh, he looked good in that fight. And Diego Lopez is a good fighter. He, by the way, in my opinion, Diego Lopez got robbed in the title fight Fury FC last time out. So, um, yeah, I mean, Aljo is a, is a kind of good regional guy. He went to the UFC. Uh, Dana White contender series, he lost in a great fight against Brandon Lothnane. Um one win so far and three three fights. What I said, and for Brito, I think Brito comes from a shooter box back, background in Brazil. Uh, he's a pretty good fighter in my opinion, and I think he's a he's a pretty hard fighter. You know, he he is he's he's tough. Uh, he has power. I feel like Aljo might have uh, might have the uh, experience in the UFC, but I feel like Brito can can do some damage, dude. So. I feel like I I think I'm going with a stoppage for Brito, man. Late in the round, late in the fight, third round TKO for uh, Joanderson Brito, man. Bro, I'm with you on this one. I I like this guy Brito in this fight, guys. I think the price is good too. I think he could just grapple this dude. Honestly, Bill Algio is he's a decent gr- striker, but the grappling's awful. It's really bad. Like eight takedowns uh, by Ramos's last fight. Spike Carl, he did win the fight, but Carl took him down four times. Five times Lamas took him down. Three times Lofton took him down. This dude can't stop a takedown, okay? And that's a lot of a sample size to know that. It's uh, eight. Guys, he's been taken down 20 times in four fights. <laughs> 20 uh-huh. times. And he's fighting a guy that just had three takedowns and he's kind of a, a grappler. Marcel, I like Brito in this fight. I think he grapples him. I think he takes him down, Algio, and, and grinds him out. Wins a decision or, or maybe submits him, but probably decision. Um, seems like, like you know, Algio's pretty gritty. But that's what's, the way uh, I like this fight. I like him a lot in this fight. What are you going to say? What's the line for TKO third round? Ground and pound. What's the line? Pound. Third, third round TKO? You want yeah, to third, yeah. Look at this guy. All right. Plus 1,800. Or oh, sorry, nice. yeah. Plus 1,800. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. For me, I would, I would, I just like Burrito at the money line in this one, guys. I think minus 130. Well. Personally, I think it's a good line. Uh, I think it's cheap. A lot of the favorites on this card, you know, I think are undervalued, including this guy, because I think he's just a better fighter. You know, I, I don't trust Algeo. Um, again, this guy is coming off contender series, though. You know, it's his first fight in the UFC. So, what the other guy said was right. A lot of the contender series fighters obviously have struggled. In this case, you do have two contender series fighters against each other, though. And to me, Algio has also struggled in the UFC, Marcel. I mm-hmm. believe that if he loses, he'll be cut because he's one and two right now. It's his fourth fight in this deal. So, oh, one and three. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd be cut. So, I'm leaning towards uh, Brito in this fight. All right. Let's go to the heavyweights, Marcel. Jay uh, Carlier and Chase Sherman. Right now, Collier minus 125, Chase Sherman plus 105. Um, yeah, Chase Sherman actually opened minus 115. So the line kind of flipped, but not really. It's basically a pick em with a slight lean towards Collier now. What do you think about this one, Marcel? Two heavyweights that honestly probably the loser gets cut on this one too. The funny thing is, man, I don't think that fight should be on the main card at all, you know? But uh, I saw some uh, UFC uh, input of that. I was like, uh, uh, a very spectacular fight that can end in a quick knockout. Yeah, you can say that about every heavyweight fight, but it can also suck. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, Chase Sherman, uh, in my opinion, you know, he came back from the bare knuckle where he was champion. Then he came, uh, he, he won uh, some fights at Ireland fights. Won his first fight back in the UFC against Ike Villanueva, then got suspended. You know, now he's back and he didn't look absolutely good since, you know. Uh, Jake Collier, look. Per, fucking awful against Tom Aspinall in his first fight back to the UFC at heavyweight. But after that, man, he, he did okay. I think he lost, he lost a very close split decision over uh, over Carlos Felipe. Before that fight, he got a win. Um, I mean, this, this 
I honestly hope it ends in the first round knockout for either one, but I expect Jay Collier to be a smarter fighter here and to win a fight via decision. Uh, once again, we agree. This guy, it's not intentional. I'd like to get some differentiation, but I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that's how the fight. I really think it's exactly how the fight plays out. I just think Collier is the more technical striker. I think he's got way better cardio. Chase Sherman's cardio is really bad. Like the last couple of fights, guys, like he looked like he was about to pass out in those third rounds against Orlovsky and against uh, Porter. It's just bad cardio. Jay Collier actually has good cardio for a guy who's like a fat dude. He's got really good cardio, I think. So, I think he got robbed in his last fight. Honestly, I think he's coming here with momentum. I do believe that uh, the line is moving the right way because I think he wins the fight. You know, if Chase doesn't knock him out in the first round, which I think is going to be difficult to do, honestly, um, I think that Collier just outstrikes him. Marcel wins the decision. So that's what I like in this one, man. I get some more comments, by the way, guys. Uh, Raw Twerk likes uh, uh, Pickett in the last fight. Glenn's talking about uh, Algio. He thinks Dana White and, and the matchmakers might like him. Probably. They didn't put it on the main card, Glenn. You're right. Uh, center game's okay. I'll take him as a dog. I, good luck to you, man. Honestly, and I say that, I say that I really mean it because I bet on this guy against uh, Ramos, which obviously didn't turn out to be very, very good. But it was very frustrating to watch that guy fight get taken down like crazy, knowing if he just kept the fight on the feet, he would win the fight. But he just kept getting taken down. Bob, Bob, hi here, new, uh, new here, hi all. What's going on, Bob? Glad to hear you, buddy. Uh, Tristan's like uh, Sherman by round one knockout plus six fifty. That'd be the way he wins, I think. So that that yeah. probably be the way to go. Yeah. If you go with Sherman, you would do that. Yeah. I think so, because once he gets past that first round, guy, I know he knocked out Ike in the second round, but he gets tired. You can see how more of these cans are going to watch the media speeches day before making a pick. Yeah, that's totally fair, too. You try to get as much information. Again, we always talk about this. This show's on Tuesday. You know, the card happens Saturday, right? So there's still Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. A lot happens. You know, generally, me and Marcel's thoughts don't change that much, but sometimes they do change. You know, things, we, we learn more information and think, think, things can change, but for the most part, it's the same thing. All right, let's go to the next fight. Uh, Brandon Royval against Rogerio Bontarin. Great fight in the flyweight division, Marcel. I'd imagine the winner, you know, gets maybe like a number one contender fight. It's a big fight. Um, minus 165, Brandon Royval, plus 145, Rogerio Bontarin. What do you think, Marcel, of this fight? I'd say a winner might fight the winner of Alex Perez match now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun fight. I think you know Brandon Royval. He came quick in the UFC with uh, Tim Elliott win and Kai Kara France win, uh, both submissions. Got the number one contender fight on short notice against Brandon Moreno. Lost that fight and obviously also lost his last fight. Um, Bontorin. I hope he can make weight, dude. Um, he didn't make weight for uh, one flyweight fight, I remember, and he didn't make weight last time in the bantamweight fight where he, where he fought against Matt Schnell, where he won. Um, the thing is, man, I, I look at who is more aggressive. I think Brandon Roy Val is more aggressive uh, in the fight. Uh, Bontorin, you saw him getting taken down by Ray Bork, got controlled the whole damn fight almost. I think Brandon Royval can do it, and Brandon Royval can also finish if he comes in that position, you know. So I'm taking Brandon Royval and taking him with a submission. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Royval too, but honestly, it's not a strong lean for me. I like this guy. I mean, I honestly, I think I've picked him all his fights uh, in the UFC because I've just been impressed. Like he's a fun guy to watch, right? Action packed, always moving first. But very reckless, too. You know, leaves his mm -hmm. neck out a lot, too. He can be finished. Um, so as much as I like the guy, and I do think he, you know, is super dangerous at times and extremely exciting, I see the holes in the guy's game, too. So, um, you know, this is probably a fight you can win, but I'm just saying, like, I see a lot of holes in this guy's game. He's coming off two finished losses, guys. Like, gotta remember that. It was two elite guys, no doubt. Two elite guys, but it just worries me a little bit. He also has some losses uh, before the UFC as well. You know, Bontarino, I don't know. Like, this guy's 
I'm having a hard time getting a read on this guy, Marcel. Honestly, like he can look really good at times. Like Kaker France, he's controlling the guy for like four and a half minutes and then he gets knocked out. You know, match no surprises a lot of us and, and picks up an upset win. You know, even like when he beat Bibelad of Magomed, that was an upset, Marcel or Raleigh and Pivot. So the guy can upset at times. I but think he's kind of, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Bibulat of Bibulatov should have won that fight. Probably. I kind of agree with that too. Yeah. Anyways, the point is the guy can surprise at times, yeah. I think, you know, and it's proven it. So my pick's Brandon Royville, but I don't have a lot of faith in the guy right now. So I'm going to like probably pass on the bet. I'm going to pick the guy. I think he probably, if he wins, he probably does submit him too. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah. I'm telling you guys right now, if he doesn't, Bontarine could finish him too. So it's an interesting fight. Uh, I think it's a really good fight. You know, it's a great fight. Um, I just, I think it's a possible dog spot, Marcel. I think a lot of people underrate Bontarine. You know, they just don't appreciate uh, the guy. So, and Roy Val is really exciting. So everyone likes him, obviously. Uh, look, this guy's Owen. I, Owen, I, you know what, man? I actually think you got some good analysis here because I, I see the same thing when I watch it, man. You know, I see a lot of holes with the guy giving up his back, giving up his arm. So he's a really exciting guy. But again, you know, you got to worry because Monterey almost all wins are by, are by finish. Submission 100%. You know, I think a submission either way, probably, right? Both guys yeah. are submission experts, like Royville or Joe does. Hype, uh, why do you have to wait for long? Oh, just because of, you know, there's no card until then that they can't put it on. But that's the reason for that. So it sucks, man. But we ha- we actually had to wait over a year for that fight. Because the way issues activity will evolve being to him with Adam, not the strongest lead. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with about this one, Daniel. Three fights left, guys. Kaylin Chang against Jennifer Maya. So this fight stinks. I'm so glad it's not the co-main event, though. I was like, oh, this is the co-main event. Are you kidding me? So I I actually I was just like looking at the records and I'm like, wait, they fought. I completely forgot about that fight because it was such a bad, boring, uneventful fight. Like no one cared about that fight. And I don't care about <laughs> the rematch. I just I just despise this fight every possible way <laughs> i hate this matchup guys it's just gonna be a horrible fight <laughs> i think it's gonna be 50 minutes of caitlin chicane just going at eh, eh, hut hut jab jab <laughs> low kick jab jab low kick for 50 minutes maybe maya gets one takedown in or something i, I just think chicane wins a decision marcel i think the fight goes literally exactly how the first fight went i don't see either fighter really being any different three years later i think they're the same fighters Kagan by decision is minus 105. That's the lean I have in this fight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Marcel? Man, a lot of Shukagian punching air. Oh, sorry, mean, the odds, sorry, the odds were minus 170, Shukagian plus 150 minus. Go ahead. <laughs> a lot of Shukagian punching, lots of air, you know, uh, kicking lots of air and making lots of noise, you know, uh, as always. Uh, but the thing is... She outstrikes many of her opponents all the time, even with missing a lot, you know, and making lots of sounds. And uh, she will win again. Uh, she will do it by decision again. And I saw it will be a record, like most decision wins back-to-back in the UFC, oh, uh, 10 or 11. I, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> if that's a, r- a real great... Uh, yeah, it's an accomplishment, you know, Adal wins. But, yeah, I, it's also yeah. not my favorite fight, to be really honest. So she has nine straight... <clears throat> All nine of her wins the UFC by a decision. So she'd have 10 by decision if she wins this fight by decision, which is what I think happens. I the, just the, think it's the same as the first fight. The, the, the thing also is, man, I think with a win here, Shukagian, if she wins, I don't see her getting another title fight. Not either. She's so, just like, yeah. she's like a, she's honestly, she's kind of like the UFC's worst nightmare, in my opinion, yeah. because she's one of those fighters that knocks off like a lot of the contenders, like when she beat Calvillo, you know, like she made it look easy. Yeah. But, she can maybe. But, 
I think when she loses a fight, I won't be surprised if they let her go, man. You remember what they did to Formiga? Formiga was yeah. knocking off every, and I think Formiga was at least was pretty okay to watch, you know. But he was knocking off many contenders, yeah. you know. And they were like, "Damn, dude! Uh, when probably when you lose, you're gone." And then he lost to Alex Perez, I think, and then he was Bro, gone. Honestly, they're both boring fighters. Jeremiah is a boring fighter too. She's not exciting either, guys. I mean, I, I'm not no. trying to like, you know, slam these women because they're doing their job and just they're successful but i don't yeah. enjoy watching the fight i've watched them fight a lot i guess i enjoy maya a little bit more because at least she has the threat of a submission right like when she beats uh wood but for me yeah. like chikigian has no finishing ability marcel she, she she's a she, point fighter she's a point dude, fighter. she could have absolutely finished antonina shashenko she destroyed her on that fight but she didn't finish her so. yeah yeah no i'm just i'm i'm really not a fan i don't like her fighting style it's boring Get some comments. Bontorin should gas up and make you wait. Raw dog, second round, knock on scissors, pickle. I, I kind of agree, he might miss weight actually, yeah, because he has struggled. Like, the fight with Car France, you saw it happen. Hoping Chang takes his vote and turn the fight down. Maya misses weight again. We'll see if that happens. Caitlin by decision. That's what I think, too. Yeah. I think the female matchups. We did this one. Was that the only? Was there another? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Demopolis yeah, we both picked Demopolis in the first fight. Go back yeah. and listen to the uh, the breakdown. Was it like, I think, five minutes in first fight. that fight? Yeah. yeah. Game wins by decision. Yep, ten wins without a finish. That's that's a that's a record no one wants to have. Why would you want that record? Like, you know, can get a Valentina rematch? I hope not, man. Because the fight's gonna look the same. Like, I, I don't see it going any different either. Well, Bob, I, I mean, I hope your life. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, but no, I think she'll win, buddy. I think she'll win. Hey, Nicola, any news on UFC London? Yeah, it's March. Was it 19th? Is that the? Yeah, game? it's not confirmed yet. By oh, okay, it's not confirmed. Okay. That's like right. the that's what they're hoping, anyways. But again, yeah. I think they're waiting for like COVID and stuff. But it's crazy because like the uh, Bellator does their events; they don't care about COVID. It seems like at all. Uh, she lost to Jessica Andrade as well. She's also lost to Jessica I. Jessica I. She also she should have lost to Viviana Rujo. I thought I bet on her. Yeah. I thought she got robbed yeah. in that fight. Honestly, you know that second round where she had all that top control and the judges gave it to uh, to Chikagian because she had like a late the last minute was like she was hot, hot, hot for like a minute. That's the worry with this girl though. Like you bet against her, man. She'll do that and then win. So <laughs> her and Holly Holm would be the worst fight ever, by the way. <laughs> it's only fair if Valentina's in Maya's corner. That way Valentina can show A to balance on the cheap tennis sounds. Hey! <laughs> okay, he made a decision. Yeah, that's, I think that's the way to go, guys. Minus 105. I mean, that's not bad. The win, Prairie, and Wonder Boy. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that fight in a second here. Round two, Valentina versus Maya. Possibly the biggest LA round in MMA history makes no sense. Bro, I agree completely. I mean, she... She took her down. She had her on top position for like the five minutes. And I swear to God, watching that round, I was like, oh my God, we're going to see an upset here. Like, Marcel, remember that fight? Like, that second round, you're like, is this yeah. going to happen? And then the last three rounds was just Valentina getting back to what she does. I agree completely. That was a weird ass round. It really was, man. Uh, Chuked by Grunson, Groans, Bitter Patter, let's get at her. That's what's going to happen, guys. She is a grinder for sure. I mean, listen, she does what she has to do to win her fights. I just, it doesn't mean that we have to enjoy watching her fights. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to tell you guys who you can like or not like. There's fighters that I've liked in the past that people thought were boring, you know, etc. But for me, I just don't like her style because she has no power. She doesn't want to finish fights, and I mean, it's a, the proof's in the pudding. She has um, 13 fights in the UFC, only two have went to the decision. Okay, so both girls actually 20 combined fights, 17 have gone to distance with these two. So this one, I, I almost paused it's going distance. Looks like Valentino will defend her belt in May with all the pay-per-views already booked. Unless they put her in the March one, they could always put her as the co-main. I mean, it would be kind of disrespectful to have a co-main as, or a non-title as the main event, but I believe they have did that before, haven't they, with, uh, yeah. with Con- Connor, I think? Uh, Man, I, I, 
honestly, if Nunez doesn't want to play a rematch, I put her against Spania at, at 135. Yeah, you could do that too. So I, I know Marcel really wants to see that fight. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to uh, the next fight, guys. This one I don't have. Uh, well, actually, no, we do have odds. My, my bad. We have odds. Uh, Michelle Pereira minus 250. Andre Fiala plus 210. So this fight was just booked today. It's a really good fight. Perea was supposed to fight uh, Muslim Salikov originally. That would have been, I think, a tough fight for both guys, honestly, because yeah. they're both good fighters. But Salikov is like really high-level striker, like elite-level striking. Fialo, so here's my thoughts on this guy. I'll talk before you, Marcel. Yeah. My thoughts on this guy was I, re- I recognized the name. Obviously, I remember him for PFL, but I didn't remember his fights at all. So I went on YouTube and watched him today. Um, you can watch them. There's like five or six of them on YouTube. I mean, the guy's got insane power. Like, yeah. I'll say that right now. He's got four straight – he's coming in here on four straight knockout wins, including a knockout of James Vick, former UFC fighter, and Stefan Sukulich, a former UFC fighter, his last fight. Um, before that, he was in PFL. And in PFL, I didn't think he looked very good. You know, those fights were on YouTube. Um, he looked – he got taken down by Glaco Franca for like three rounds, and then Chris Curtis just knocked him out in the third round. Um, in Bellator, he was kind of up and down. He got knocked out by Chidi and Jukwani, but he also had some, like, some wins himself too. So he's just been up and down. But the last year um, – He's been on fire. He, he won four fights in 2021. Like, almost pulled a Chris Curtis in a way, Marcel. Um, the guy who ironically beat him. And I think he's looked really good. And, you know, a lot of this sport is about momentum. Um, and this guy has a lot of momentum coming in this fight. He's also only 27 years old. And, Marcel, guess where he trains? Sanford MMA. So, I think this guy's really good. That's my honest thoughts. And I think if, you know, he had a full training camp, I'd really consider picking him. But because it's such short notice... I just have a hard time picking guys on such short notice. And Perea is a good fighter. If he was a bad fighter, I would pick the other guy. But, you know, Perea is decent, man. And I think he's improved, too. You know, he's looked more technical, I think, the last couple of fights. He's not as crazy. I mean, the Chaos Williams win looks really good. Chaos Williams win looks really good now in hindsight, right? Um, that win looked really good. And to me, he looked great in that fight. You know, the Amadia fight, uh, Price. Obviously, I know he's had some, some ups and downs. He's been knocked out. He's been, you know... Uh, car- out cardioed, I guess. Uh, he's been outsmarted and having a bad fight IQ, but I do think he's turned the page in the last few fights. So I've been impressed. And he's a young guy. He's only 20, 28 himself. So, you know, Marcel, I, I feel like this is a kind of a tough fight, honestly. I think it can go either way, but I, I still have to lean towards Prairie because of the full camp, you know? But I do think the value is probably in Fialo as an underdog here. So that's my honest thoughts, man. What do you think? Yeah, man. It's. Uh... I feel like that Fialo, if he hits him in the first round, he can knock him out for sure. But I think everything after the first round might be in Pereira's advantage. You know, also Fialo doesn't probably have had the good camp, doesn't have a full camp at all. You know, uh, Pereira had. Um, yeah, and like you said, man, that Chaos Williams win looks actually really good right now yeah. on uh, Mr. Pereira's uh, record. And I think he has improved definitely, man. If you, saw, if you saw in the Connolly fight, he did some crazy stuff, you know, and he was gassed after that. But he he still does sometimes some crazy stuff, but he knows how to do it this uh, lately, you know. Looked really good against Imadayev. Uh, looked really good, uh, in my opinion, against Chaos Williams as well. So for me, it's like, if he can, probably he has to survive the first round if the, if the fight keeps standing because we know Fialo can knock everybody out with that with those punches he has, but he also leaves openings. I think Fialo in the striking, so maybe Pereira can knock him out as well. Still think Pereira will do it in the later round, so I'm going to second round, late second round TKO for uh, Michel Pereira. 
Yeah, I, I agree, man, because of the short notice. But I'm just saying, like, I think this guy's good, man. Honestly, I was impressed more so, like, with the knockout power anyways. Uh, you know, the guy's got powers. It's crazy powers. Let me get these comments by the way, guys. Sorry. Missed a few of them. Um, <laughs> Michelle Pereira by backflip knockout. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. This guy, he's a, he's, a, he's a crazy guy, man. Remember that fight with Tristan Conley in Vancouver? Yeah. Gassed out. That was so crazy. Uh, yeah, I like that card, too. I'm with you on that one. I said you guys are saving the points to engage your audience. Hey, I appreciate that, man. No doubt. I think we have one of the best podcasts out there, but yeah, I'm biased as hell because it's my podcast with Marcel. Fiala was at plus two four. If you didn't have a week, still so much value. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I still feel like there might be like a little bit of value, but I can't. I only can pull the trigger on it, you know, because of the short notice. But the guy punches fucking hard, guys. Just type him in. Go on YouTube and watch his fights. He, he can knock you with one punch. Fiala has bombs. He sure does, man. He, he's, he's better than I thought he was. Prayers, damn near a battle for me against Amos. Uh, but Conley got two weight classes. Yeah. <laughs> 10 of uh, Fiala wins round one. Yeah. If he doesn't win in the first, he'll probably get tired, like uh, Marcel said. I think both guys are going to get tired in this fight. You know, Marcel, now that I think about it, this fight's not going three rounds, is it? This fight's not going to go three rounds, eh? No, I, I also don't think so. No, no. I think uh, late second round TK. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have odds for it, though. But I, I don't. I think this fight goes uh, probably ends in like, the second round, too, or third round, maybe. <laughs> Michelle did it back from his last fight. I don't want to be claim, calling it down too much. Uh, Michelle, most underrated highlight of the night. Guy's a fun guy to watch, man. The backflips, man. The guy, it's pretty nuts what he can do. Talk about Nate and Dustin. Yeah, we're still we're still waiting for that, right? Like they were supposed to fight. You know, they keep saying they're going to get the fight book, but nothing. Michelle Kira can't keep making weights. Uh, he's huge for the weight class. He's a big dude, man. I I think he'll probably go up the middleweight uh, down the road, but he's only twenty seven right now, right? Like he's or sorry, he's twenty eight. I mean, but it's not super old. Um, Anyways, main event, Marcel. Let's go with it. Calvin Cater against Giga Chikatsi. And yeah. right now, the odds for this one are minus 230 for Giga, plus 190 for Calvin Cater. What do you think, man? Yeah, um, I'm actually pretty convinced in my pick in this one, man. You know, um, the thing is, Calvin Cater. Let, remember last year when he fought Max Holloway, everybody was like, oh, man, it's going to be a close fight, really tricky one, remember? And then we saw the fight, and he got completely outclassed by Max Holloway, man. Um, but still, super tough guy. We all know that. He has, a, he, has a bit, he has a great chin, but those fights take some some years of your career, man. That was a real beatdown. We all saw that, and all respect to Kelvin Cater because he's a great fighter. If you look at Giga Chikatsu, man, the dude came into the UFC with two split decisions. Uh, one, in my opinion, he won against Davis. The Amherst fight is still very controversial, in my opinion. But after that, he went better and better. And he looked really, really good against Edson Barbosa last time out. Also looked to have improved uh, ground game. Finished Barbosa. It was really good. It was a really good performance. Before that, destroyed Cup Swanson within a minute, man, with a Giga kick. Um, also amazing. Beat Omar Morales. Very, uh, very good fight. Jamie Simmons. Yeah, I don't think Jamie Simmons is is very high level at this moment, but still was also a good win. Um, I, I gotta go, Giga man. Giga looked good. Uh, he, he seems to have everything uh, right at this moment. He trains with Kings MMA, I think. Um, has actually he has trained years in the Netherlands, man. He has, I think, he even lived lived in the Netherlands for four or five years. Um, just a really solid guy to see fight. His stand up is amazing. His ground game, he did he did look look good against Barbosa. His ground game, but it's still not really battle tested. I think you know, but I don't think Calvin Cater is the guy who's going to do that. Um, 
Gigachi Katsu for me. And I, I'm going with a finish, man. I think he, he stops him in the second or third round. Yeah, man. So, you know what's crazy, Marcel? I think yeah. last year we did like 50 podcasts probably together, yeah. like Breakdown Podcast. We never agreed on every all the fights <laughs> at one time. How the fuck does it happen that the first car of 2022, <laughs> we have all 12 fights the same? I'm going with Giga Chikate in the main event too, guys. <laughs> this was not intentional. Me and Marcel did not play. We have not talked about these fights whatsoever. Um, somehow we kind of went the same picks, um, Marcel. You know, but to be fair, you know, it's not like we picked a bunch of underdogs. It was mostly the favorites on this card, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it is going to be a, a chalk, like chalky card although a lot of them are short favorites or like tight tight odds but for the main event talking about this fight you know for me it's just i i'm gonna fade anyone coming off that fight you know that's a life-changing fight that's a career-changing fight the, the amount of damage he took i understand he took a year off literally he took a full year off um which is good but i just feel like you're coming off that fight and now you're not getting a layup you're getting maybe the better even better striker in your next fight like an even more dangerous guy this seems like the worst idea ever for Calvin Cater to take this fight. I got to be honest with you, Marcel. I know he's a confident guy. He's a professional fighter. His team's confident in him. I don't believe I would have told him to take this fight. I think it's a really bad fight for him, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I'm worried about this guy, man. Uh, the, the the chin might go in this fight. Maybe this, he's never been knocked out. He's obviously very durable. But again, he absorbed over 400 significant strikes in the last fight. He's taken a year off. He took a year off because he had issues with his, with his brain, guys. Like, he had serious like issues after that fight. So I'm just not convinced that he's ready to go yet, Marcel. That's my honest opinion, you know? Um, whereas Giga, on the other hand, just destroying everyone, making it look easy, beats Barboza, another amazing striker, makes it look easy. Cub be- look at Cub Swanson. Look how good Cub looked in the last fight. And look how easy he made it look. He's making yeah. it look easy. Yeah. Um, the last time we did the podcast talking about Giga, we had our boy Georgie on. Me and Marcel embarrassed ourselves in front of our Georgian friend and picked Barboza, and he got destroyed. I'm not going to make the same mistake this time. I'm going to go with uh, Giga Chikate. My only thing is, does he knock him out or not? That's for me the question. It's not does he win or not, because I do believe he wins this fight. Because for me, it's like this. I just think he's the better striker. I don't think the fight goes to the ground. I know Cater's going to probably want to go to the ground. I don't think he will. I think it stays standing. And yeah. who's the better striker? I got to go with Giga. It's just, does he knock him out or not? I think there's a very good chance it happens. Maybe with a kick, though, instead. Because that's kind of how he, he gets his finishes, right? You so, know, Adam. It's an interesting one. Yeah, many people are like, yeah, but Max couldn't knock him out. Let's be really honest, man. Max is an amazing fighter, but he is really not a knockout artist, man, in his fights. You know, you saw it against Ortega. That fight got stopped because Ortega was bruised up and couldn't get couldn't contain you. Uh, we saw it in the fight with, um, with Calvin Cater. He did amazing, but he couldn't get him out. The Volkanovski fight, the first three rounds where he knocked him out, couldn't get him out. And, and the Jair fight, another good example. He also couldn't get Jair out, which he also did good in that fight. But And Giga, Giga's a finisher, you know, and Giga has that uh, power with can, which can stop you. So that's why I picked Giga to knock him out. And that's not because, but that's pretty much the example many people made. Like, if Max can do it, why would Giga can do it? Giga has another style than Max. Max can also be entertaining with, and then don't say it's point fighting, but it's volume striking with Max a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And Giga has that one punch, one kick knockout in his in his power. So that's why I think Giga can knock out Calvin Cater. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Let me go to the comments, guys. There's a lot of comments for this fight. Uh, apologize. Let's get these. Tristan likes you sprinkling on uh, Cater's uh, the round three, four, and five props. It's not so on Giga's cardio. Fair enough. I mean, I, I do think Cater probably has a slight cardio advantage. I, I kind of agree with that. But I don't know if he really has, you know, 
when it takes I don't know. I just I'm not I don't know. I'm not sold on Cater, guys. He got avoided all the good grapplers in the division. He has. I'm not completely sold on, but this isn't a grappling fight at all, you know? That's the thing. Like, I don't think there's grappling involved in this fight. And I talked to uh Cole today, and Cole had talked to Tyson Churchy, and he believes that he thinks he's gonna go for takedowns. That's what Cole thinks, talking to his coach. Wouldn't shock me. I just I haven't seen it from Calvin Cater. I haven't seen Giga really, you know, the Austin Springer fight, yeah, in, in contender series, but otherwise, you know, he's pretty good takedown defense. Um the old tape on Carrier is a lot better. Now he just brawls. Man, he looked so good in that Jeremy Stevens fight. I think it was two years ago. He looked amazing in that fight. But I don't know. That last fight, he was a brawl for sure. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was like – that's the thing, though, Hype. I'll say this. You know, getting back – responding to this, I remember when, like, almost all his first couple of fights, like when he fought Brandon Davis and these guys, people would be like, oh, look at the guys he fought in, like, Gladiator Challenge. They suck. And then he goes in there and UFC wins. So he's gotten better, I think. You know, I, 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 the proof's in the pudding. Quite says, uh, poor, oh, he's talking about the uh, the Masvidal card. Yeah, maybe that's what the co-main event would be. But I, I think Nate, I thought would have been the the main event if anything. Giga threw a knockout, mm, definitely possible. Barbosa good result for Kater. Quality of his previous opponents, on press wanted to wash the result. Ah, is he washed? He looked amazing as Darren Elkins, didn't he? I don't know if he's really washed up as we thought he was. You know, with Cub, he also looked good against uh, Pineda, I believe it was. He knocked him out. Um, why did Green Zombie? Wish they knew Green Zombie for the title. Yeah, I'm surprised they rushed to do, to make the decision, right? But I still think that, you know, they want to give him a title shot at some point. And this is this, if he doesn't win this fight, I'll never give him a title shot again. Haters boxing every style is gonna have trouble covering the liver kick. Kind of agree with that too. Yeah, I'm starting to talk. I kind of I think you guys are right, man. I think a kick's happening. You know, that's what I'm thinking here. Giga's face lower level competition. I think he, you know, I agree overall, Kristen for sure, but I think Barboza is a really good, you know, opponent against anyone. I think that win is the one that sold me. It wasn't the cub win, it was it was this win. Second round, notice the hands of Edson start to one in, in Giga Cirque. Uh, it was the caught Edson ended. I can see Kater take over. I'll lean Giga. That's fair. Hopefully, I'm not. I mean, I, I know it probably sounds like I'm underrated Calvin Cater, right? And I, I I think that's fair. I mean, that's probably what I sound like right now. But it's just the matchup, right? Because honestly, when he fought Jerry Stevens, I was like, I think I don't know if it, was, it was with me and Cole. I was like, put all your money on Calvin Cater. When he fought Danny Gate, put all your money on Calvin Cater. Literally, like, I was like all in on, the, on his guy in those fights. But this is a different fight, you know? I just don't like the matchup. That's my honest opinion. I think he's a good fighter. I just hate the matchup for him, basically. Um, it's a lot of comments here. A lot of the same comments. A lot of people are questioning the, the level of competition. I think it's fair. I think it's fair, guys. But again, to me, that's a good win over Barboza. I, I think that's a great win, you know? But but this is the one thing I agree with Mr. X on. When has he ever wrestled? You know, he doesn't have a wrestler. So I don't really see him turning into one here. He's, you know? Yeah, he's from a wrestling background, right? Oh, does he wrestle in the UFC? No. No. You know, he, he, I, I don't remember him ever doing it. And also, it's also good to, to tell when Calvin Cater for Renato Moicano, he lost that fight pretty much because he didn't block leg kicks. Yeah. You know? And he's going to get leg kicked by Giga Chikatsa, I tell that's you that. That's another uh, good point. I mean, that's, that's why we watch the fights, right? Uh, Ray Cooper's not a free agent. Unfortunately, still got a fight left. Apparently, um, what's his name? Ray Seffo had said that because the me some media member was like, "Hey, Ray, are you a free agent?" And then Ray got, Ray Seffo got all the other Ray got pissed. You saw that Marcel at the press yeah. conference. He's like, "Why are you asking our guys about their contract status?" Like, remember that? And then they they figured out that you know he he still got uh, a fight left. PFL won't let him go. Font tried a lot of takedowns against Aldo. Cater could do the same. I don't know if he could take Giga down. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if he attempts them, I think Giga's takedown defense has gotten pretty good now, you know, yeah. from what I think. Um, Giga not uh, finishing band weight. That's true, too. I mean, he, listen, the first four fights, he won decisions, right? But since then, it seems like he's turned a page. 
you know, guys, honestly, talk after talking to you guys through the fights, and especially this fight, I'm I think I'm a little bit more excited for this fight because in my mind, I feel like Giga just wins the fight. But you know, a lot of you guys are making good argument that Cater can do a little better than I thought. So I think it's gonna be a good fight. I just again, I say as a big fan of the guy. I mean, the guy's maybe some good money in his career, but don't like the matchup for him in this one personally. You know, to answer your question, eight local, who's next for the gift? Tony Ferguson is not nice to you. He apparently ducked him. Uh, you saw the video, Marcel. Uh, Gregor was freaking out. Um, you know, so anyways, uh, lots of recency buys at Giga. That's true. But again, you know, we haven't seen Cater fight in a while too. That's, that's another thing. Is Truman Winner getting fed to Toffin next? Probably. That makes sense. That would make sense. That would actually make sense. Anyways, um, I think, uh, I think we're good, Marcel, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I think that'd be it for today, guys. We just stayed over an hour. So I got everything I, I got to say out. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to say, uh, Marcel? Anything else you want to say about the card or you're good? good. Okay, cool. You guys have any last second questions to throw them in here? We'll take them really quick before we get out of here, but that's, that's over an hour now. Marcel, uh, plug your stuff, man. And and we'll get out of here. Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram. And since today, also the Eurosport NL page is online. So you can find my articles there and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it at this moment. There you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin Podcasts. Uh, it's on com. It's on our Apple's uh, store, iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, all those places. Anywhere you get a podcast, you download it. It's already up. Um, I'm also at MiamiNews.com, bookies.com. Um, guys, we'll be back on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll we'll recap this card. I'm on Twitter. You guys can hit me up whenever. Help with the fights. Have a great day, guys. Marcel, man, that was a lot of fun. Um, can't wait for this card. But I'll see you guys soon. Uh, Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern.